Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Live Free Now radio show, bringing you the news, views, and tools you can use to live a more free and prosperous life. Coming at you every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on 98.9, The Big Talker here in Austin, or check out our website at livefreenowradio.com. You can check out the podcast from previous shows, and there's a link where you can listen live Online, we got a great show lined up for you today, folks. We're going to be giving you the latest news and updates on the TSA front. Of course, Texas uh, had a big, whopping, stinking boondoggle trying to push forward with the TSA anti-groping bill that David Simpson authored. Authored. We've been covering that uh, on the show and playing a major role in moving forward. And we got some bad news and a lot of chicanery that went down from the Republican leadership and then some Democratic uh, wimps, of course. Uh, backed out. A lot of politics going on. Then we're going to be joined by Ademo Freeman. Ademo is uh, one of the world's strongest liberty activists. Very active guy. Very persistent. Very dedicated to the cause of liberty. Uh, him and his buddy Pete and several others have been traveling around the country as part of a an effort called Liberty on Tour. You can check out libertyontour.com. Also, copblock.org is another effort they're using, uh, they're doing out there to hold police accountable, which seems to be very difficult to do these days. They're on a rampage. I'm John Bush, of course, hosting. And today in the studio, we have the lovely, the radical, top 35 patriot list, the Mayak destroyer, Catherine Blige. Oh, geez, that's dramatic. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Great. You're looking good. Thank you. So are you. Are you feeling good? I'm feeling great. Are you feeling free? Not quite. You didn't hear the commercial before our show started? It's 4th of July. <laughs> We're free. Time to celebrate our freedom. You know, I don't feel too free uh, lately. How free are you when you have to ask permission to travel freely across the United States? How free are you when, in order to hop on a flight, you have to either, one, be radiated, or two, have hands down your pants from a stranger, federal agent? How free are you when you have to ask permission, and many individuals can't, in states across the country, defend themselves and carry firearms? How free are you when you have to ask permission in order to engage in a peaceful transaction, uh, perhaps marijuana distribution or selling, or even growing food and selling it at the local farmer's market? You have to ask permission to do that. How free are you when... You have to ask permission to pick up your grandmother's recycle and take it to the recycling plant here in Austin. How free are you, Catherine Boy? I call that not very free at all, unfortunately. We give a lot of lip sync to freedom, but when you look at the reality of the world, try getting around. Try going shopping. Try doing anything at all that you want to do, ever, any day, anywhere, anytime. Someone, somewhere, who works for the government is trying to influence how you do it or to keep you from doing it or charge you for doing it. We're just playing getting in the way. Yeah, so this program, Live Free Now, we uh, like to discuss about some of the nastier sides of this world and try to dispel the illusion that here in these these United States, we are living as free and we are the freest country in the world, a beacon of liberty where everybody can go to fill out the American dream and their life, liberty, and property are protected. Always. I'd rather be here than anywhere else in the world, John. By government. Yep, so on this show, we're going to break all that down and we're going to, again, show you the harsh reality that we're not as free as our rulers would leave us out to be, but we're also going to provide you with some solutions and also the encouragement to go ahead and start living free now. And even if something may be against the law, uh, if it's in accordance with your own moral compass, and if you're not violating the freedom of another individual, 
then we're encouraging you to go ahead and do it. Live free now, not later, not tomorrow. Me and Kat just had a whole week of living freely up at Porkfest 2011. If you tuned in last week, we had a repeat of the Scott Horton show. That was a wonderful show all about foreign policy and the fact that the United States is an empire. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of intervention abroad and a domestic police state that's popping up here at home, unfortunately. But uh, so that show, we were actually out at Porkfest, Porcupine Freedom Festival, put on by the Free State Project, a bunch of radicals up in New Hampshire that are basically trying to create a libertarian oasis in the state of New Hampshire. They got a great representative uh, to constituent ratio. They're really rolling back the size and scope and level of interference of the government up there. But more importantly, there's a wonderful community of libertarian activists that are popping up. Did you enjoy yourself this week, Kat? I had an awesome time this week. I thought it would be good for your listeners to know why it's called the Porcupine Freedom Festival, because sometimes people give me a funny look. There is an eyebrow, an eyebrow pork fest. Yeah. You know, what is that? Pigs. I thought you what? were a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. But Porcupine Freedom Festival, it became the porcupine became kind of the logo of the Free State Project. Because the porcupine is a non-aggressive animal. It defends itself. You try and pick on it and it's going to poke you. But until you start agitating or aggravating or violating or treading upon a porcupine, it's going to leave you alone. And so that became the symbol for the Free State Project. And every year they throw this huge event called the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We went up there myself. It was the third time out. John, it was your second, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And we brought up product from vendors in Missouri and Texas. We met up with some of my Missouri folks and we had a campsite that was Missouri and Texas people and products, some of it handmade, some of it from Brave New Bookstore. BraveNewBookstore.com, 1904 Guadalupe Street, right in the heart of downtown Austin. One of the original sponsors of this radio show, might I add. Fantastic place to go visit. We took up a bunch of books, a bunch of t-shirts stickers, jewelry, and we made breakfast tacos. We actually took nine pounds of tortillas from Texas. That was interesting. I'm sure TSA was like, who are these people? (laughs) Yeah. We also sold uh, tobacco pipes called the Peace Piece, which is a 50 caliber converted uh, bullet casing uh, converted into a tobacco pipe. And, you know, that hot food that we sold, we didn't ask permission to sell it. You are required to have a permit in order to serve and sell hot food uh, in New Hampshire. As well as here in the city of Austin. And that's another aspect of living free. You know, you don't have to ask permission in order to engage in a peaceful, voluntary, consensual transaction with another free individual. And people up at Porkfest were doing just that. And it was a wonderful experience. A lot of great radical libertarians. Many of the people that we've had on this program before uh, got to meet Jacob Hubert in person. Uh, He's a wonderful libertarian thinker. Robert Murphy. Uh, Stefan Molyneux was up there. We had a really good time. It was like a who's who of Liberty rock stars. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. And the one thing that really stuck out to me, John, was how many people were bartering in silver. Yeah. The booth we worked at, we received, I'd say probably 10 or 15% of the transactions we did were not with the fiat dollar. No, no, no. They were with hard money, real money. Precious metals, copper, silver, even some gold. We got a gold card. And that was just absolutely amazing to me because last year it wasn't like that. 
And when she said gold card, folks, she's not talking about a MasterCard, fancy credit card, or anything like that. We actually received a little silver slit of, I'm sorry, a little sliver of gold inside of a card. But speaking of silver and gold, now is a wonderful opportunity to go ahead and invest yourself in some silvers. We're a big fan of silver dimes here on the radio show or any silver coinage that is uh, small and divisible that you can use in order to begin trading amongst yourself and your local community. Don't just sit on it, use it. But regardless, if you don't want to use it now, it's still a better investment than holding U.S. dollars. Of course, we know quantitative easing three is right around the corner. The Federal Reserve is printing and pumping out money. Uh, We might be defaulting on our debt soon. Countries are stopping using the use of the dollar as their reserve currency. And it's really been in decline since 1913 when the Federal Reserve Bank was created because now they have the unlimited power to create money and credit out of thin air. Supply and demand kicks in. The more money you have, the less it's worth. So, what we encourage people to do is to go out and invest in hard money, silver, gold, copper. And there's a wonderful place that you could go here in the city of Austin, or you could check it out online. That's Capital Coin and Bullion. The website is CapitalCoinandBullion.com. Now, these are some local activists, some local patriots that are really close with the community. They opened up a store. They recently moved to a larger spot because there's such a strong demand for silver. But you can check out these guys, and they'll give you silver pretty dang close to spot. You can head up to 7304 Burnett Road. That's 7304 Burn it road and or you can give them a call at 512-371-5884. That's 512-371-5884. That's where I get most of my silver from. Uh wonderful, wonderful small local business. Support your local businesses, but more importantly, protect yourself from the value stealing Federal Reserve notes. So that's CapitalCoinandBullion.com, CapitalCoinandBullion.com, 7304 Burn It Road. 512-371-5884. So that was Pork Fest. Of course, we came back to some Texas tyranny in the form of a potential uh, warrant that I might have had for a silly traffic ticket. Uh, Additionally, a bunch of people got arrested up in New Hampshire on the way back. But one of the big downers was we found that the bill that we were working so hard to push through the state house that had such a strong grassroots support, just a swelling of people, libertarians, uh, we we had lefties, social justice types, Civil liberties advocates, the we whole had community. conservatives, Tea Party groups, everybody banded together in opposition to hands in the pants. And we had a wonderful state legislature who was more than just a legislature. He was an activist himself for this effort, his whole office and everybody that he was working with. We pushed this bill. It got unanimous support in the House, passed through unanimously. Then the Department of Justice, of course, came with their chicanery, their pressure, their coercion and coerced the whole cowardly Senate into backing off. Then we actually got Rick Perry, slick Rick Perry. To, we actually got him to put it on the call. He waited long. He waited a long time till it got down to the wire, and unfortunately, at the very last minute, the Senate bill passed the day before the signing die, the end of the special session. The Senate bill passed. Senate Bill Twenty Nine. It was a strong Senate bill. Then it was on its way over to the House, and the House had to pass it. They had to suspend the rules in order to give it a third reading, two readings in one day. It had one the day before. It passed through the second reading, and it got stalled out on the third reading. And now many people are speculating, uh, and it's not even speculation, it's out there in the open, that this bill was deliberately killed, delayed, boondoggled by Republican leadership. The first instance was Lieutenant Governor Dewhurst, who killed it in the Senate and worked against it on behalf of the TSA. The second instance was Joe Strauss, who a couple days before it was up to a vote was in the media saying it's a publicity stunt and it's not going to work, not to mention he delayed it. And then you have a whole slew of representatives that didn't even show up. They didn't even have a quorum to vote on it. Cowards. And then, of course, Rick Perry delayed and sat on his hands, and now the guy is going to try to take credit with his presidential campaign. But we all know down here in Texas, 
uh, that Rick Perry is no fan of the Tenth Amendment and unfortunately is not a fan of the U.S. Constitution or the Texas Constitution either. Another thing, the Democrats cowered out. One of them, Representative Eddie Rodriguez down in House District 51, even said that he didn't vote for the bill because he thought that our federal funds would be at risk. Ladies and gentlemen, these are not your representatives, but I want to give a big shout out to everybody that participated and a big shout out to this show for taking a role and a big shout out to David Simpson. We'll be right back on the other side of this break talking to another free man, Ademo Freeman of uh, Liberty on Tour and Cop Block. This is the Lib Free Now radio show. Stick around. Hey, Jason, did you know that the dollar of today is worth only three cents compared to the dollar of 1913? Yeah, I heard that same thing. Why is that? Well, in 1913, the Federal Reserve Bank was created and given the power to create infinite money out of thin air. Oh, so the more dollars that are created, the less my dollars are worth. Isn't that what inflation is? Precisely. So what's a guy to do? Well, Jason, for the past year, I've been buying silver, and i got to tell you, it's one of the best investments I've ever made. I'm sold. Tell me where I can get this silver. Well, I go to Capital Coin and Bullion. It's located on 7304 Burnett Road, right next to the Ichiban Sushi and just south of Genie Car Wash. They always have great deals on silver, gold, and rare coins of all sorts. Can I call them to get more information? You sure can. You can contact Capital Coin and Bullion at 512-371-5884. Ask for Chatter Becky. So that's 512-371-5884? That's correct. Well, I'm going to stick it to the Federal Reserve. I'm going to Capital Coin and Bullion today. Be sure to tell them Live Free Now sent you. Are you tired of big government treading on your liberty? Well, so are we. We're Brave New Books, the fiercest independent bookstore in Austin. Located a block south of UT Austin, Brave New Books not only carries the information you need to be ahead of the curve, but we also have water filters, storable food, and superfoods that help you put your health back into your own hands. Contact us at 480-2503 at bravenewbookstore.com or stop by at 1904 Guadalupe Street. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Live free now. Live free now. Radio.com bringing you the news, views, and tools you can use to live a more free and prosperous life. Coming at you on a weekly basis, trying to create a free oasis where people are free to do as they please, as long as they don't interfere with another individual's ability to do just the same. Now, one person that is a wonderful advocate, proponent, and activist working to create a more free and prosperous society is Ademo Freeman. Ademo Freeman of LibertyOnTour.com and CopBlock.org. This guy's been working tirelessly for the cause of freedom, traveling the country, educating people about the philosophy of voluntarism, taking it one step further than many libertarians do, and advocating for a wholly free society. How dare he? And of course, they're involved with CopBlock.org, which is one of the nation's leading groups and organizations. It's not even a group organization, actually. It's just a movement of people that are holding police accountable by videotaping them, by calling them on their uh, their basically assault on non-victim, victimless crimes. And that's Ademo Freedom. Ademo, are you with us? How are you doing today? I'm here, man. Thanks for having me on, John. I really appreciate it. Great, great, great. So what, you're up in New Hampshire right now, huh? Yeah, I'm up here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. It's uh, part of the Free State Project. Folks who want to check that out, go to the freestateproject.org. But I moved here about a year ago. Uh, Like you said, we do travel around in an RV a lot doing uh, projects with uh, LibertyOnTour.com. But call our home base, Keene, New Hampshire, here. And for folks who want to learn more about Keene, they can head over to freekeene.com. I know you and uh, Kat were up here recently, and I'm sure you can... uh, Agree, and it's, I say it's pretty beautiful up here this time of year. So, 
Yeah, yeah. We're big supporters of the Free State Project, Free Keen, and the activism coming out of there. Uh, why don't we start by asking you, you, you subscribe to a, a philosophy that's more consistent than many of the, the libertarians or even libertarianism per se. Uh, of course, words, you know, people can perceive them how they will. But tell us, what is voluntarism for the, any of the listeners that may not have heard of voluntarism? You know, for many others who try to uh, describe their philosophy, you know, it's very complicated, especially when you look at the two-party system and, you know, Democrat, conservative, whatever. But voluntarism to me is, is everything simplified. I mean, uh, like you said in your intro, um, I believe in voluntary interactions as opposed to man-made or government regulation, which commonly comes at the backing of a gun and or the legitimization of force. So, you know, I believe one should be able to live his life so long as they don't, initiate force on someone else trying to do the same. So we live in a country right now of 300 million people. I don't believe there's one form of government that we will all agree on. Someone will always um, be oppressed upon, and this way not only will our lives be better, but we can have more efficient ones by living through voluntary interactions. Even though somebody is doing something I might not agree with, as long as they're not harming me or my property or my my, uh, pursuit of happiness, then they should be able to do what they like. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it seems so simple. People ought to, all human relationships, all associations, all organizations ought to be based on mutually beneficial voluntary consent. Why do you think that, uh, you know, this idea is so radical amongst the general public? People look at you and think you're crazy for asking for a totally voluntary society. Why why do you think that is? Well, I I mean, it's the government. The government has, you know, little by little, inch by inch, taken responsibility of so many aspects of our lives. Um, I myself, when I came to this conclusion, realized, why didn't I see this sooner? Because of voluntarism, or even, the, they'll use the A word, anarchy, is all around <gasps> us. Um, if you go to the grocery store, the government, the man, is not there telling you which carrots to buy, which box of steel to purchase. You have choices. You know what I mean? That's a voluntary exchange. You get to choose what you want. You see the price. You know what you're getting. Maybe you're a price shopper, super saver with your card or some coupons or whatever. But you can make your agreements. Now, of course, the man gets involved at the checkout line when there's uh-huh. money exchange. But the principle is the same. If, if you can have choices on cereal and and uh, um, vegetables and other goods, then why can't we have those in the services the government provides, like uh, Medicare and um, all you know, roads, protections. You know, the list goes on and on. We can do the same thing. I don't want to tell anybody else what they have to have or what makes them safe. I want you to choose, you pay for it, and you figure out how to run your life, and we'll all be better off. Now, we all know if it wasn't for the government robbing, raping, and pillaging people, there would be no roads whatsoever. We'd all have to walk everywhere, so... Oh, I know, yeah. Slow down with that. Uncle Sam and the government agents get out there, and they build all the roads. I know. I mean, uh, it's a common thing when people ask me, well, who will build the roads? I say, who builds the roads now? People do. Yeah. You know, we can we can continue to build the roads. You know, we cut out the middleman. You know, there's no restrictions on, you know, what's research. What you know, the free market will make us more innovative, more prosperous. I mean, uh, police officers. You know, you mentioned how we're also involved with CopBlock.org. Um, people commonly call us police haters, hmm. and it's, it's nothing of, of that sort. It's actually the exact opposite. I'm for all people, everybody's individual rights, and I want police officers to do their job more efficiently at a better rate. You know, if we would end the war on drugs and the, the endless amount, the other amount of victimless crimes that the state agents, police officers spend their time on, then these guys would have, they have a good or service protection that they have. They would be able to provide that 
work at probably the same rate and only have to be going out to calls when there's an actual victim, when someone's stolen some property or harmed another person, you know? No more kicking in doors over mm-hmm. plants or what somebody decides to put in their body that isn't harming anybody anyways. Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely do a better job of actually protecting people's uh, property and reacting yeah. to violent crimes because they won't be bogged down keeping people from, you know, choosing to smoke marijuana. We're going to go and open up the phone calls, folks. Uh, the phone line, 512-458-TALK, 512-458-8255 is the number. Uh, you can call in if you have any questions for Adamo or for us. I mean, what we're chatting about here is essentially uh, the creation of a wholly voluntary society. And what that would look like is all of your services would be provided by either the community or the market. And that even goes for defense and the provision of justice. So you chatted a little bit about what, uh, you know, how police or defense services could be privatized. What do you think about the provision of justice? A lot of people think that one of the primary roles of government, or some of the even libertarians think the only role of government is to solve disputes between people, and they believe we need a monopoly, only one institution to do that. Do you think justice could be provided by the market? I think justice would be so much better provided by the market. I mean, if every, you know, contracts right now are loosely based off of law, and like you said earlier, law is basically where the paper can be interpreted. So when there's only one law that you're looking at, everyone else has to read it, and they all can interpret it differently. If there were contracts, you know, if, if you and I, John, got into some sort of business arrangement or any sort of arrangement where we needed a contract, um, we base it off of law now, and that can be interpreted because there's only one. But you and I, not having that law, that would save this process, we would have a very detailed contract. So probably, if anything would go bad, it would already be explained and we would know what's up. But if there was a need to have some sort of dispute settled in the contract, most likely we would have our private, you know, what, what people know as the court system now, arbitration. You know, I would have my represent, representative, maybe that's a lawyer or a judge of some sort, uh, type that we know today, and you would have yours. And if you and I can't solve the agreement or it's not very clear in the contract, the resolution to such a, a default or problem, these two individuals would get together and do it. Now, that would probably be a business, and they'd want to do good business and ha- continue to have business. So they would. it's in their best interest, then, to make a good resolution that we and I are both happy with. You know, So it is yeah. somewhat complicated to think about, but it is definitely realistic. And the biggest thing here is that the cost is directly af- afforded to you and I, who have the problem. In today's society... If, you know, there are court cases that are settled amongst business owners and other things that you and I have nothing to do with, yet our tax money is being funded for it. So even if some people can't understand, I see the concept as arbitration is more simplistic than today and more fair. Um, Some people might not think so. But even if they don't, they're still going to give them the right to take my money to make something that is more simplistic for them. Right on. Yeah, it's a very powerful message. So we got about two minutes left. Uh, you guys been traveling around the country in a big old Liberty bus uh, called Marv. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit what Liberty on Tour is all about, what you guys are trying to accomplish with that effort? Well, Liberty on Tour is myself and uh, Pete Ayer, who travel around the uh, Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle we call Marv. <laughs> and like you said, we are just trying to advocate what a voluntary society is. You know, we had Porkfest uh, about a week and a half ago. And that was a great uh, show of spontaneous order and voluntary exchanges and Agora Alley and stuff. So we try to put, travel around the country, point our cameras at people living freely and uh, try to show others that this is what people are doing, this is what you can do, and here's a new way of looking at it. You know, The government doesn't need to be there. They don't have a right to be there most of the time, and we can do it better without them there. And we just really try to be an educational source for people to see that and highlight it. 
Very nice, very nice. And that's much the same mission of this particular program. We subscribe to the idea that all services, all goods are more effectively, more efficiently, and most importantly, more justly provided when it is on an individual community or market basis. All right, we're going to have you for one more segment. We will be taking your calls, 512-458-TALK. That's 512-458-8255. On the other side of this break, we're going to be chatting about the other effort you guys are involved in. That's copblock.org, holding police officers accountable, being armed with cameras, not with guns, but maybe those two. We'll be right back. This is the Live Free Now radio show. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Live Free Now radio show. LiveFreeNowRadio.com is where you can find the podcasts of our previous episodes. Download them, listen to them, love them, share them, move and groove, rock and roll. If you're up for it, take a toke off a bowl, whatever. It's all about freedom and peace, right? (laughs) So we're chatting with the Demo Freedom of Liberty on Tour. He's a voluntarist, a real radical, a crazy man because he believes in freedom, 100% consistent freedom. How dare he? He's also involved with an organization or an effort, I should say, called copblock.org, where they are attempting to hold police accountable. Before we chat about copblock, maybe you could tell us, uh, you know, what's up? I heard that you got tossed and uh, locked in a cage yet again just right after pork fest do you really enjoy being in there or what's up with that no i don't like being in a cage at all and despite what some people think that i have like these planned arrests never in my life i don't know i think i have like eight arrests in the last year wasn't planned um shortly for the day after pork fest monday uh, an individual was arrested yet again in Keene district court here in new hampshire for wearing a hat um, charges have been dropped by the police or the DA when the police have issued these tickets. So now the judge is issuing contempt of court charges, which you don't get a regular trial for. He just sentences you five minutes mm-hmm. after they arrest you, and it's off to the to the corrections facility. So last time that happened in January, and the judge allowed or ordered my colleague on LibertyOnTour.com, Pete Air, to remain in jail, which he did for four days before they released him for wearing a hat. When that happened in January, I blurted out to the judge that he was wrong. I used a few words you probably shouldn't use when talking to any individual, but um, I was then thrown in jail for 16 days for contempt of court. Mm. So I learned my lesson. You do not question the judge in court when he has the most power and throw you in jail and not have a trial for whatever reason he feels necessary. Um, and the next, so that was Monday after Porkfest that Bo Davis, the newest third member of Liberty on Tour, was arrested for wearing a hat. And... Um, I waited till Tuesday morning when Judge Burke, that's the judge who's doing this, was coming into work, and I asked him, I said, Judge, can I ask you a few questions about contempt of court and how it's related to a hat? Do you think taxpayers want to pay for people to be in a cage for wearing a hat? And then I said, me, I would not want to pay for people to be in jail for wearing a hat. At that point, he opened the door to the lobby of the courtroom, seeing two bailiffs pointed at me and said I threatened him, and they arrested me charged me with a felony and put me in jail for about two and a half days where I was fortunate enough. We've just finished up uh, the Free State Friendship Tour on LibyanTour.com, so we have a lot of that work to do. I'm currently also facing uh, felony wiretapping charges in Massachusetts where I have a trial on July 18th. So it's quite a workload for us right now, and I was lucky enough to have a supporter out there um, kind enough to bail me out. They uh, set my bail at $5,000 cash. 
so that I can be out here freer uh, and get some of this work done and prepare to uh, defend myself in Massachusetts. Man, so this uh, this Judge Burke, which, again, the language games, you guys call him uh, just a man in, in a robe. He doesn't have any authority yep. just because he has a black robe, just like these police officers don't well, get additional even this, rights. Well, even at the time, he was merely in a hallway of a public building. He is definitely no better than you and or I. Not that he is at any time, yeah. but even under their own rules, he... I don't even... There's questions now of whether he even had the authority to order me detained until the police arrived, man, they, you know, as, as a person in a hallway. It's like everybody else is second-class citizens, and this guy has special rights and privileges to just have anybody taken away and tossed in a cage. It's, it's no bueno. The officer showed up, and it was an investigation at a time for somebody threatening a judge, and I begged them. I, I record everything. I have a video of this, though they're holding it right now. I should hopefully get it back next week. Mm-hmm. But I begged the officers to watch it. I said, I'll sign a consent form. Whatever you really need, watch it. Because I merely asked him three questions from walking behind him, how that the I was... Uh, officially charged with a felony of uh, improper influence. They were trying to state that I was going to, I was trying to influence the judge to get my friend out of jail, but he was already in jail and sentenced for five days. Even if he had filed a motion to get out, you know, by the time the motion be heard, he would have his days served. So it's totally just an abuse of power, Mm -hmm. trying to teach me a lesson, how dare I question a judge. And yeah, I spent two and a half days in in jail for it. Now I'm facing a felony charge, which is a minimum of a year. Man, that's a shame. So it's obvious there's a whole lot of unjust laws, and the system is unjust, even the justice system, to where a man could have someone's freedom taken away for merely asking a question. What are you guys trying to do to combat that with copblock.org? Well, that's right. Uh, copblock.org is, I mean, I started it back in uh, February of 2010, but uh, it quickly became a group blog, and now it's grown to a decentralized organization, as we like to call it, where... There is a, a solid group of about 14 of us there who contribute and blog or make videos regularly uh, into some form. And then there's also a new submit a post tab. So now people are sending in stories from their own local areas with their spin on what they feel about the police. Because today's mainstream media always stops with, you know, there's an internal investigation and the police will, you know, tell us what's up. and Or they have said this. But now we're getting the people's perspectives, you know, on the services that they're required to pay for uh, at the barrel of a gun. And yet, you know, not they, they, now they get to interact about it. We have a one-stop shop for people to share their stories of police accountability. So we got YouTube, Facebook, and uh, we're just trying to be an educational source where a diverse group of individuals with the same idea of accountability can say, here's how I'm trying, here's what I'm doing, here's what's going on with me, and we can all pick and choose from it and learn from one another as well as support one another. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a major market and a demand for this type of service, just a blog and an organization, a decentralized organization, bottom up, uh, because there's a lot of police brutality going on. I know there's a lot of people, a majority of the listenership on this uh, network is a lot of conservative people that really believe in the rule of law. But these officers these days aren't even carrying out the rule of law. A, a, A large majority of the stuff they do is in defiance of the rule of law. Tell me about the police brutality. Is there an epidemic that we're seeing? It seems like every week there's like five videos of someone just getting their face kicked in, people that are handicapped, old women. Is, is, is this getting worse? Well, you know, I'm, I'm asked this constantly and, you know, I don't know if it's exactly worse, but I think what has gotten better is our ability to share it. Mm. You know, it's 2011, and we have Facebook, we have uh, YouTube, you know, Twitter. Um, we have cell phones. You know, most everybody's cell phone now is equipped with some sort of video camera. There's applications now for these cell phones, like Quick or, uh, 
Ustream, Livestream, where you can actually upload the video to the Internet. So if you've had problems like I had in 2009 or last year in uh, um, Greenfield, Mississippi, where the police have either confiscated and or tried to destroy footage that I've taken of them violating my rights, um, you can have this stuff on the Internet so that whether or not they take it, destroy your phone, or do whatever, the uh, footage will be waiting for you if and when you get out of jail to show the world. Definitely. So I think that's the biggest thing. I, I think police for a long time have been heading towards uh, you know, what people like to call the police state. Um, I've had officers who have emailed me at coplock.org who have said, you know, when I got out of the academy, I thought I'd be helping people, and really mm. I spent 80% of my time um, you know, basically generating revenue for the state or harassing people for victimless crimes, license plates, seatbelts, insurance, uh, et cetera, you know, smoking marijuana, mm-hmm. other things. So um, I think there's, there's definitely a change. I think the biggest factor, though, I mean, there's definitely an increase, excuse me, in police brutality. I think that's a little bit more related to where police officers, you know, new police officers come from, which is the military and with a 10-year mm-hmm. war going on. They're, you know, people go into the military, they're, they're dropping bombs and getting all jacked up, and they come over here and they want the same level of excitement. Yeah. But um, that has, uh, I, I feel, a lot to do with it, as well as our ability to highlight it. So it's a mix of both. Right on. All right, we got a few minutes left. Uh, real quick, uh, touch on, you know, a lot, of peop- a lot more people are videotaping and recording these police officers, and they're reacting. They're trying to use wiretapping laws, and all sorts of laws are being passed now to push back on that. What's, what's going on with that? Well, I mean, you're definitely right. There's, there's definitely legislators and ways in the system with people combating that. Me personally, I like to advocate, you know, I'm more of a civil disobedience type. You know, if we want to end the war on drugs, civil disobedience. If we want to have police stop harassing people for filming them in public spaces while on duty, then we need to film them more. Um, at copblock.org, I've made videos even if cops are parked in no parking zone. Not really a big concern of mine, and I know there are bigger issues in the world. But any chance I get to highlight the, the double standard, I want to take advantage of that. I also want to help myself to be, you know, conscious of the filming the police and get into the habit. You know, if you're driving to work and you got 10 minutes, you see someone pulled over, grab a couple of video. Let them mm-hmm. know we're watching. Let them know that you'd be held accountable. And uh, keep pushing the, the limits because our, they're pushing the limits back. They're trying to take our rights every day. So we might as well hold on as many or get as many back as we can. Right on, right on. All right, before we let you go, uh, why don't you give the listeners some advice? we got about a minute and a half left. What should they do? How should they handle any police interaction? If they're stopped on the side of the road, if they're stopped in their vehicle, what are some tips that uh, you would uh, give these folks? Because I know you're <laughs> you're an expert in dealing with the cops. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're stopped, you, you should always, you know, if they're asking for ID, you can just give them. You don't really have to talk to them. Let them do their thing. If you're saying, hey, was I pulled over for speeding? Okay, here's my license. Give me my ticket. Don't have to say much. Now, if they start asking you things, like they want to search your car, you can most likely that's going to go how they want it to go. I think the best thing I can tell people, since I'm a short amount of time here, is if you're a passenger in a car or walking around, it's always best to ask the officers questions when you're asked questions by them. So if they come up out of nowhere and ask you for your ID, ask them if you're legally required to do so. Or the one quick question to get everybody out of everything is to say, am I free to go? And if they say yes or no, you can, you know, if they say yes, then you just leave. If they say no, you remain silent. So if you don't, if you're not too, uh, Versed in dealing with the police, one phrase you need to know is, am I free to go? If they say yes, immediately leave. If they say no, remain silent. Yep. Figure it out later. That's right. If they say no, it means you're being detained, and they have to have reasonable suspicion that you've potentially broken the law. But you can lo- learn more of these tactics and see videos of people holding police accountable and uh, get a whole lot of great information at copblock.org. Thanks a lot for coming on, Ademo. We appreciate it. 
thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right, stay free or as free as you can. This is the Live Free Now radio show. Catherine Blyce, John Bush, stick around. We'll be right back with too much government news. I can't refuse it. What to be got to be. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Jason Rink and John Bush here to introduce you to a brand new sponsor of the Live Free Austin radio show, Enerfood. Yeah, Jason, Enerfood is a powder mix of various green superfoods which utilizes all natural and organic ingredients in order to provide you the boost of energy you need to make it through the day. That's right. With ingredients like organic spirulina, organic chlorella, and organic barley and wheatgrass, you're sure to catch a buzz on life after drinking this mix. Best of all, it's made with non-heated ingredients. It's gluten-free and caffeine-free, so you'll get the best of what nature has to offer. No funny genetically modified nonsense. So check out enterfood.com or call 1-866-762-9238 to learn more about this green superfood powder and also check out their other invigorating health mixes and coffees. That's right. Enterfood isn't the only thing in the Enter Health Botanicals lineup. You got to check out the organic coconut powder and organic skincare lines. Go ahead and give it a try. Call 1-866-762-9238 or visit enterfood.com today. And tell them Live Free Austin sent you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Live Free Now radio show. LiveFreeNowRadio.com. Check it out while it's hot. I'd also like to encourage you to check out TheLibertyVoice.com. TheLibertyVoice.com, where you can get the latest independent news and libertarian commentary about what's going down in the good old U.S. of A. and all across the globe before that matter. I want to give another shout out to LibertyStickers.com. Kat and I were up at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We had a little booth there. We were selling all sorts of goods and food and shirts and books. And we happened to be selling Liberty Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Big shout out to Rick McGinnis. We went up there. We had some on sale uh, on consignment. And man, we sold over 100 stickers. We really did well. A lot of people appreciated the message. So if you want to get the freedom message out there, even if you're one of these conservative anti-Obama guys, they got a great line of anti-Obama stickers. They got a bunch of radical ones, conspiracy theory stickers, favorite cons- constitutional stickers. It's best. It's definitely the best spot to go if you want to get some new Ron Paul bumper stickers. If you're getting all excited about the Ron Paul 2012 campaign, they got a whole assortment of Ron Paul stickers there. So that's libertystickers.com. Check it out. They also do custom stickers, too, the bumpersticker.com. If you want to get set up with your own custom stickers for your own business, if you want to do some promoting, marketing, whatever, call 
LibertyStickers.com. You'll be able to find the number there on their website. Ask for Rick McGinnis, and those guys will definitely get you taken care of. A wonderful local business. Again, we're trying to support our local businesses here in the city of Austin, and we definitely encourage you to do the same in your neck of the woods. It's all about building community, and it'll definitely get us one step closer to living free if we don't have to depend on all these big hierarchical corporations that collude with government to steal your money, like Walmart. Cat's a big Walmart fan. Big Walmart fan. Love the smell when you walk in. They got good prices. Well, you know how they get those good prices. Uh Uh-oh, here she goes. People try to defend Walmart. It is not functioning on a capitalist model. No, it is not. They go into small towns. They put out small businesses by colluding with the government. They do TIF funding. They have other tax incentives. And these little towns think, oh, we're going to be the beacon of Walmart for all the surrounding small towns in the area. We're going to have people drive in for an hour, half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever, so they can come do their one-stop shopping. And in the end... They put out all of the businesses that were operating on a capitalist model, the small businesses, the local shops, the restaurants, the clothing stores, they all get wiped out. It happens very quickly and it's very sad. And you have everybody in the community dependent on one institution and it is a corrupt institution. They bully their employees from unionizing and I don't care what you think about unions. They are corrupt at the top. All of them are. So is every freaking huge international corporation. So is every huge international or national and some state and local government. Any institution that gets really big becomes corrupt, and that sucks. But when people in a store are trying to rally together to say, we are being treated poorly, and then they are targeted for harassment and bullying, that is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. And I do not like Walmart. Even though we got some great deals on some summer fun, like some pails and some things to plant... uh our, you know, our garden in. Did you appreciate the low prices? I was we got? brought there under duress. <laughs> under duress. I'm coercing her, ladies and gentlemen. I agree with Kat. I used to defend Walmart because not every single Walmart does get public money or collude and engage in corporatism. But since some of them do, they're necessarily able to offer lower prices all around the country Mm -hmm. because they can, you know, move money around here, save some there, lose some there. And that's one of the ways where they're why they're able to undercut everybody. So down with Walmart, even though we still shop there because we appreciate the low prices. I think I've been there once in five years. So don't go out putting the rumor out that I shop Walmart. You drug me there under duress one time. I don't want people thinking that my moral standards are that low because they're not. Are you saying I have low moral standards? You were the one dragging me in. That's all I have to say. I had nothing to do with the decision. I guess this is what happens when you have your girlfriend as a (laughs) (laughs) co-host. Hey, I prefer thrift store shopping because you don't have to pay taxes to a corrupt government when you're rolling through the thrift store. You find the coolest items at the cheapest prices and you know what? You can walk out with a whole new wardrobe and the cost for you to get one new outfit at a regular store. Mm, Just tell saying. Them. You tell them. That's right, folks. Starve the beast. Resale. Shop resale. Okay, so, of course, we have a regular recurring segment on this program, which is brought to you by Enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R food.com. I did take the Enerfood challenge. I kicked coffee entirely for about a month and a half. Uh, until Pork Fest. Until Pork Fest, where we had to get up early every morning, or Cat had to get up early, and then John tried. get mad at me for like 30 minutes, and then finally I would get up to help. <laughs> Uh, but I, I went back and I had some coffee, but check it out, folks. I had the inner food coffee, inner health, the inner health botanicals coffee, which is absolutely wonderful. Infused with reishi mushroom. Infused with all sorts of immune boosting, natural supplements and superfoods. 
It's infused with polysaccharides. And I got to tell you, it's some good, strong coffee. And it doesn't make you crash like the others. And it's not as bad for you as other coffee because it actually has that immune-boosting support. So while I did, you know, I've wavered on the Inner Food Challenge, I hopped over to the uh, Inner Cafe, the Inner Health Coffee, and I got to tell you, it's good. I don't feel all crashed out. I think I'm going to have to switch back to the Inner Food Challenge once we get some more juice from Genesis today. Maybe a potential future sponsor. Best juice ever, by the way. But either way, innerfood.com, E-N-E-R food.com. And they're bringing you this wonderful segment. Too much government news. Yeah. Too much government news, folks. Again, it's the 4th of July weekend. Everybody's all pumped up and hyped up about living free. But meanwhile, across the ocean, there's some too much government news going down. There's some hardcore examples of too much government news. Now, this may be happening in UK, in London, I'm sorry, in England, the story we're about to tell you. But as you've heard, if you're a regular listener to the Live Free Now radio show, this type of stuff is happening all across the country here in these United States, the great beacon of freedom, where you get your door kicked in by SWAT teams for not asking permission to sell fruit and vegetables. Either way, here's the story. It's from Devon. This is devon.co.uk. I believe it's a local newspaper. The headline is, Injunction to Move by the End of the Month. A couple living in an off-the-grid lifestyle say they face prison unless they move from their own land in wild land and return to an existence in the benefits trap. Stig and Dinah Mason bought a Muxaberry orchard after a sudden windfall allowed them to quit their impoverished lives on a Hertfordshire Council estate two years ago. The Masons have transformed what they described as a derelict four-acre plot into a haven of self-sufficiency, boasting a 400-square-meter allotment, a polytunnel, and greenhouses to grow fruit and vegetables, chickens for egg production, and an orchard they have generated by planting around 14 new apple trees of various species. So check it out, folks. It's a family. There's a picture of them here. Uh, you know... <laughs> They look like a wonderful cookie-cut family that equipped with the dog that's sniffing at the mom's chin and the father, two wonderful, good-looking kids. So here's what's happening. The city is forcing them off of their land because they say they're managing the land in a way that is against the conservation laws that they have there. Even though they got chickens going, they planted an orchard, they're doing everything in a green, sustainable manner. Because the council does not approve of it, they don't approve of the business plan, they say, they are going to either tax them, which I believe they can't afford, or they're booting them from the land. Right now, they receive no state handouts. They do everything on their own, total self-sufficiency, and the, the country, the, the, the city wants to boot them from the land and then have the taxpayers pay for them to live in a hotel and pay for their 20-pound 20, 20, uh, food allotment every day. You would think that was a joke. No. And somebody would be like, well, that's them crazy Brits over there in London land. They didn't fight a revolution and have a constitution like we do with the Bill of Rights here in these United States. Well, folks, this thing, if you check out too much government news segment here on this radio show, you'd find that... Uh, we're here in, in, the, in these great free, the land of the home, land of, you know, land of the brave, home of the free, whatever you want to say. Uh, unfortunately, it's the exact same thing happening here. So this is yet another example of too much government news. Boo. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show, folks. Sorry to end on a sour note. 
But here we are once again encouraging you to live free now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not for the 2012 election. Live free right now. Check us out next week. LiveFreeNowRadio.com. I love you, Catherine.